everyone, and welcome back to the Soundproof Podcast, where we talk music in all its forms, and each week, each episode, each moment of this beautiful podcast, we curate our topic with a curated libation. I am your host, Colin Langstrat, and of course, like always, I am joined to you today with Aaron and Eric. How are we doing, boys? I'm well. <laughs> and we I'm always... Aaron. <laughs> hey, Aaron, I'm dad. <laughs> oh, man. Mow the lawn. And, and by the way, uh, to all of you listeners, uh, when you're listening to this, it will be a very happy new year uh, in 2022. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exactly like 2020. Mm-hmm. Number wordplay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, uh, how were your upcoming slash past New Year's Eves? Ideally uneventful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I made resolutions. I'm following them. It's going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Hopefully, it was all good and all good vibes. No bad ones in the first place. <laughs> That's what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah. At this point in time, I may or may not have played a New Year's show. Uh, hopefully it happened because it's going to be a banger or was a banger. It's going to be great. Lots of dancing or sitting at tables and watching us dance. It's hard to say. Well, I know if I'm there, it's uh, that second one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Um, so today we have a very exciting topic. It is a band that we have all known and loved since we were young little chaps. It is, of course, Bullet for My Valentine. For your yeah. Valentine's. For, for my Valentine. That's, yeah. Hey, that's a little aggressive, but a, a little rough. A little rough. Um, so yeah, this band uh, start, formed in 1998 out of Wales, some little village in Wales. Um, Brigand! Brigand. <laughs> there we go. A real city. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, they've been pretty much a mainstay in the emo metalcore community pretty much since they came out. Yeah, that first album got pretty big. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they stayed big, and then they, yeah. Just and, stayed big. And now they're still real big, like bigger than you think they are. Yep. Bigger than, what, what'd you say, three million? Three million monthly Spotify That's listeners. That's more than anyone else I listen to. It's crazy. That's a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, so uh, what? when did you guys get into Bullet? Well, Colin. You might remember this. I might. <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> Let me take you I back. remember that much. Yeah. At one point, I was, I was, in fact, a child. Yeah. And I sat on our family computer. Directly on top of it. Exactly on top <laughs> of it. And did some kind of acrobatics to type in the word metal music into iTunes. And then I played a lot of 30-second previews for, like, probably way too much time. Yeah. I found cool bands, like... 
Avenged Sevenfold and, and Trivium and mm-hmm. some stuff that was probably a little too scary for me, so I clicked away immediately. <laughs> and then I found this band called Bullet for My Valentine. I was like, wow, that's about as edgy as my heart feels as a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is okay. And then yeah. I asked for the album for Christmas yeah. from you, and uh, you got it Scream, Aim, Fire, right? Scream, Aim, and Scream, Fire. Scream, Aim, and Fire. Something, something yeah. higher. <laughs> now, how about you, Eric? Because I think, no one relates this band more to one person as we relate it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have always been a fan of Bullet to a degree that at times is unnerving. <laughs> uh, Possibly unhealthy. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, one might yeah. call him fanatic. Yeah. I don't know. And not anymore, but for a long, long time, definitely a favorite band. Um, yeah. I mean, they have like, I have their, uh, their like initial lettering. With mm-hmm. like the logo, twirly, well, yeah, but kind of a, its own font yeah, almost, yeah. twirlies mm-hmm. and flowers and stuff on it. On my headboard, it's rad. It's very cool. Don't think otherwise. But <laughs> on your headboard, on my bed, like, yeah. on your bed. Wow. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I had it when I was a kid, and that's then I cool. was like, "This is expensive. Why would I get a new one of these?" And it looks <laughs> yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Um, right. I found Bullet by going on the internet. <laughs> and I did not. I I used a very legitimate service, not something like LimeWire or anything like FrostWire, uh-huh. and no wires actually. Or FireWire. Yeah, none of those wires. <laughs> and I found Bullet for my Valentine. I somehow found a track. I don't know how I found this. I found a track that I thought was um, a song called Gasoline by Bullet for My Valentine. Oh, and it was. <laughs> Actually, Gasolina, <laughs> you know that? No. Nobody knows? No, oh, it's that? like, I, I think it's, um, we'll definitely say it has a Spanish flavor to it, because all the lyrics are in Spanish. <laughs> it's very popular, but anyways, um, I, for a little bit, I was a little confused by that, but I, I quickly realized <laughs> what, I, what that was. But, you know, I just listened to the first album, The Poison, over and over and over and over and over, and when you like used to plug your phone or your iPod, your iPod, not phone, iPod, into the, your computer, it would tell you how much you'd listen to certain things. And I listened to this album like the first album like two hundred times, or maybe more. I don't know. It do uh, an insane level. Yeah. So right. I'm very f- comfortable with it. I know the songs well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To say yes. the least. <laughs> uh, so so j- just a fun little question, but. Uh... Oh, yeah. Well, first, here's a a bit of a fun story that I want to share with all you listeners. But uh, I remember when Eric was about to join the band and we had just performed in like a local theater production together called Blood Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Another emo-y sounding thing, but it's very tough and cool. It was cool. It was cool. But Like uh, all local theater. Yeah. Anyways, we were looking for a guitar player at the time and... uh, Erica and I just decided to jam one day, and one of the first songs we, just the two of us jammed together was Hand of Blood, which is, like, one of the first Bullet for My Valentine songs, and that, and, like, that came, became part of our set. We played a few Bullet songs for quite a while once you joined the band. Yeah, 
Yeah. That was awesome. That was good. <laughs> like Everyone phrase, loved it. I like the phrase a few songs for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we played The Fever. Yeah. We played Hand of Blood. Uh, Hearts Burst into the Fire. We played, oh, yeah, we played yeah. Hearts Burst into the Fire. We, okay, we, we, we even covered that before you joined the band, actually. Yeah, yeah we've covered a, a Collectively, we've played a lot of Bullet yeah. for my Valentine so, songs. So what were your guys's, if you remember, first Bullet for my Valentine songs that you learned on your instrument? Waking the Demon. Because it was fast. Yeah. Did you actually learn it? I learned the yeah most of it for sure. Okay. It took a long. It took a while. Wasn't it mm-hmm. in like it's a fast? Gu- wasn't it like in a guitar ultimate guitar? I think I saw. Yeah, I think it like it played um, like one of the cool riffs on there, and then I like pieced together tabs from across the internet. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Okay, um, I just remembered actually. I I have I'm not sure what my first one is because there's so much. Mm-hmm. I definitely tried to learn the first entire album, but I don't know if that came first. Or I know the first song I performed was Tears Don't Fall in standard tuning, which nice. is exceptionally hard to figure out. Yeah. So that worked out all right, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I also got the guitarist d- instructional DVD. No from way. Like their, yeah, I'm remembering nice. this now. Um, their guitarist, I think it was after Scream Aim Fire went out. He put out like a... a like a techniques thing or something like that DVD okay. where it shows you how to play guitar kind of, but he himself has just learned to play guitar. <laughs> so mostly he's just showing you riffs from the band, which is all I wanted anyway. Yeah. And so like, I just learned all that stuff. And so like, yeah, there'd be just random solos. I would figure out they were cool. Cause he would, Dang. you know, show you it. And it, it was awesome. He slowed it down for you, which was nice and helpful. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really cool. Yeah. I, so I learned a lot of, a lot of those. Yeah. I think for me, it was, uh, Hearts burst into fire and deliver us from evil, like a weird B side. But mm. yeah, yeah, it's a strong song. Strong song. Strong song. Um, yeah. So before we get into our main discussion of Bullet for My Valentine, Aaron, hey, what are we drinking today? All right. So we're drinking a drink called the Poison. <laughs> That's a Bullet for My Valentine album. Uh, I named it that because it's I. I went on a thought quest. Uh-huh. To come up with a drink, as I always do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what's what's a bullet for my Valentine lyric or song name that isn't juvenile? Mm-hmm. And and Aaron thought a long time. And I <laughs> and I looked at their album list and I was like, I'm not I'm not doing this. So I picked <laughs> the first one. Because you know what? It's good enough. The poison, that's a good drink name. Yeah. Um and then from there, my mind quest took me to what could that be? Because that's the <laughs> second part of this equation. Of course. And uh, I landed on like a prohibition style in that it's very boozy, stirred drink, making use of uh, absinthe and the flavors of absinthe because that was a um, taboo spirit back Uh, in the day um, because it was made from wormwood, which was thought to have psychedelic properties. The green fairy. The green fairy and all that. Um, So the drink contains barrel-aged gin, a... Star anise infused sweet vermouth, a peaty scotch. I'm using Lefroig quarter cask. Uh, it has a little bit of simple syrup, some Peychaud's bitters, mm. which is very anise forward, an absinthe rinse a on the glass. term we all know. What the hell is <laughs> anise? Star anise is a spice. It looks oh. like it's what's floating in your glass right now. Oh, you mean like salt or pepper? Like it's basically <laughs> the salt. <laughs> it's basically, yeah, it's for salt. our it's listeners, the salt, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the salt of your pepper. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't have a bit there. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're just grasping. Yeah. And uh, I think I said absinthe rinse and then an, an expressed orange over the top. Dang. And you love that expressed peel. I love it yeah. to express appeal, but this time I tossed it. Ooh. It's a lesson in restraint, kids. You don't always have to put it in your glass. Yeah. And for, for Eric, who is our non-alcoholic man, uh, anise tastes like licorice. Licorice and coffee go well together. I made him a in, star anise-infused cream-topped cold coffee. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I whipped it by hand. Uh, yeah. If you ever want to whip cream really fast and you have a Hawthorne strainer, and a shaker. You take the spring off the strainer, put it in your shaker, put your cream in. Done. Oh. Well, oh, bartender hot tips. Nice. Hot tips. Hot tips. <laughs> and uh, this is one of the times where Aaron has pre-made the drink before the episode, so cheers, boys. See, he says that, but it's because, <laughs> once again, we failed to record this podcast for about half an hour. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. You don't, you don't have to save it. The people know that we're incompetent. Ooh. I like that. That is boozy. Mm-hmm. Now, where's the where's the gin from? Strathcona Spirits. Oh. Based in Strathcona. No way. Can I can I eat the flower? Uh, you can. You're not gonna That's poison the star us. Anise. You're not gonna poison. No, us you with can the eat flower? it. Okay. It's gonna be bitter and it's gonna taste like licorice. Yeah. And I don't mind hot. that. It might break a tooth. <laughs> did I you, just hold on. Did you ask that after you already put the flower? <laughs> you sure did. After, after I chewed it a good amount. <laughs> But before it, I actually swallowed it, I thought, better check on this. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, one time I did feed you guys a uh, non-edible flower. Yeah, a poisonous flower. It wasn't poisonous. Okay. Mild irritation. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Whatever, this wouldn't be the poison if I almost didn't get hurt. That's true, that's, that's true. Right. Well, the awesome. Poison. <laughs> that's actually, it's good that you asked, given the name. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> this is the last episode, because we all did a, we just, Aaron told, did a suicide pact we didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> all right um, Jimmy, all stinky right. basement so drink your poison let's get to the poison there we, well before we get to the poison we're actually doing going to do a very quick uh little segment because we haven't done this in a while and Ooh, i'm always impressed when albums come out in january specifically this week in 2008 <laughs> all right so honestly there's not too too much but there's some cool ones there's some cool ones uh, the first on the list coming out on January 1st. I have no idea who this band is, but I want to check it out just from looking at the list. They're called Praxis. With their, they're an experimental rock alternative rock band uh, with their album mm. Profanation Bracket, Preparation for a Coming Darkness. End bracket. The first word in that title is not a word, right? Prof- profan- profanation? I could read this. <laughs> yeah. Pro, uh, like, it's, it's um, a, a way you would t- say, like, the word profane, I believe. Oh. As if, uh, you know, sort of As like, a, like a an idealism? Oh. No. So, like, that's for, for profanity, mm. you know? Oh, When I um, see. a movie's like, don't let your kids watch this. There's profanity. And then there's, like, multiple murders and, like, don't let them see a boob. <laughs> and you're like, okay, sure. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But what if, boob? <laughs> oh no! This summer. This summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming to Twitch. <laughs> Coming to Twitch. Yeah. Where do you think the kids yeah, are? Twitch is streaming. Twitch. Exactly. That's why we're doing an announcement on this podcast in that in the cool voice. Cool. Oh boy. 
All right, there's only really uh, like two or three more. So we got the classic smash, the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, with an EP, American Gothic. It's an acoustic EP mm-hmm. of uh, some of their latest. So it's kind of an afterthought, but still kind of cool. Little known fact: uh, Danzig actually hated the fact that they stole both of those concepts from him, Smashing Pumpkins and American Gothic. He he just he was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> he sent his he's got his lawyer to send him something oh, i believe it i'd be upset i would be upset if i was danzig would you uh, be because because you'd be short right is that what it is yeah pretty much <laughs> a short mad angry man but and then the last one this one really only matters to me of course but uh teenage bottle rocket with their album warning device they're an awesome like fat records punk band and they're great though i haven't listened to this album but i'm sure it's wonderful and yes, yes. And, and fun fact, uh, the next week, Ringo Starr released Liverpool 8. Oh, your favorite Basil. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for this week in 2008. All right. Well, you guys ready? Well, I have a good bit first. Oh, oh please right. do. Here's, a, here's an important bit. Yeah. This bit's called, uh, Who Looks Exactly Like Matt Tuck? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it's Michael Sheen. Your Mike. favorite actor. Not Michael Caine. Michael Sheen. <laughs> Michael Sheen. A Welsh actor. What, what's he in? He's in Underworld. Oh, he's Mo- the Liking guy. A shitload of uh, Underworlds. There's a lot of them. He's in uh, almost all of them, I think. I thought he died in the first one. Well, you'd think that, and he might have. But then <laughs> one of them's a prequel, and oh, right. remember that he's a Lycan, and it's supernatural and okay. insane. Okay. He's in Twilight. Which what? you'd be surprised the crossover between Twilight Wait, and Liking he? Bullet. He is. <laughs> okay, because this is like my thesis on this whole thing. Oh, oh I swear God. to God, he's oh my Michael. God. And so, um, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. All right. He's a great actor, actually. He's in Masters of Sex. Yeah. He's in uh, The Spoils of Babylon, which is a Will Ferrell production. I'm just going to take your word for that. Yeah, you would like this. It stars Tobey Maguire. Oh, well, I love I like Toby. Toby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put Tobes in something, I'm going to watch it. Oh, hell yeah. The <laughs> He's the only Spider-Man for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's topical, but we're not getting into that. <laughs> we love Spider-Man, don't we, folks? Yeah. All right. <laughs> He's all sticky. <laughs> so... <laughs> he, wants, he wants Mary Jane, but, but she doesn't want him. He's a nerd. He's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right back into bullet all right so i'll I'll tell you what jack (laughs) if if you don't wash your own floor then who's gonna know where your shoes have been that's a direct quote (laughs) probably right all right oh lord oh you can continue oh my god eric (laughs) all right so into bullet so yeah started in 1998 from where in wales hey did you start that year too aaron uh no, I was the uh, previous. Oh yeah, I'm a little older than Bullet. <laughs> there you <laughs> That's go. Nice. That's good. That's good. Uh, I don't know. Brid Bridge End. Brigand. Brigand. Yeah. Spell Bridge End. Yeah. I mean, let's... uh, and there, there's Jack, a Dark Souls Jack sword kills, called this. Jack kills John. Is that what it is? Jack Jeff kills John. Jeff kills John. So they were mm-hmm. a Metallica slash Nirvana cover band slash Beanstalk adventurer. Slash their EPs are kind of garbage. So they just wanted to make money. With yeah. The well, so they're, they're like, you know what? let's let's change our name and write heavy music. Yeah, I think there was probably like a bar scene that was willing to pay them, so mm-hmm. they didn't have to go to work or college because I think they dropped out like year one. 
from music school. So, did they even go? Wow, that well, makes like, a lot of sense. like the workers' man version oh. of music school. So, mm. like, not as they much. They dropped out of the school of rock. <laughs> yeah, basically, yes. And you know what? Then they rocked. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. So yeah, they changed their name to Bullet for My Valentine because they thought it. Uh, accentuated the fact that their songs were about heartbreak and love and darkness and that is literally is what they thought they were edgy they weren't yeah. wrong and yeah. you know they're kind of starting to learn their instruments better they did release an ep under bullet for my valentine before this but mm-hmm. all the all these songs are on the album or the deluxe edition of this album so yep yeah okay. so anyways the poison comes out eric and I love this album. <laughs> Every song is great. There's no misses. I think uh, it, in a sense, it works better than every album because every moment is super raw and honest. Oh, yeah. And you don't get that a lot. That's it, fair. And there's, yeah, it's, it's very clear that everything that is coming through on the record is not forced. It's just, what am I going through today? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the way they recorded this was like, um, maybe you know more, Colin, but like, from what I understood, it was like they came to America or something to record it and were like stuck in a, sh- a wet shed with like five <laughs> bucks a day to go eat. And they're yeah. like, you have to record this album. And they're like, I, I don't even know if they came to America. I think this was in the UK. Oh, there are more wet sheds there. So that makes That's sense. True. It would make sense. I just, I just remember them saying like we had to go somewhere we weren't from in any way. And I, we were very stranded and in a shed. <laughs> That's where we lived. And then we recorded somewhere else. And we're like, could we? sleep here and they're like no you sleep in the shed <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah this uh this this record you can literally hear that they're stop starting recording like they oh, don't yeah. even like the, some of the guitar riff cutoffs are audible before the next like section comes in and i love it it's ki- it's kind of <laughs> cool it's kind of cool but uh Ah, it's hard because the bangers off this album are bangers, but the B sides are kind of shit. But <laughs> Eric would strongly disagree. De- Eric would disagree. But I stand behind every song on this album. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like the the big hits off this were obviously uh, "Tears Don't Fall," mm-hmm. "Forwards to Choke Upon," uh, all these things I hate revolve me around me. Uh, Hand of Blood, which was on the EP, but not on the deluxe edition. Not on the deluxe. Wait, yeah, but no, but because it came out on the previous EP, it's come out a lot. Well, it, really came out, it was it came regional. Out- they they well, had no, no, that no. song in some hold regions on, and then another on. song in other regions. This not is true. On the deluxe, but on the original release, it was on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Weird shit. But and the yeah. poison kind of. And the poison. A semi. Big hit. good. Semi yeah. hit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, something's cool. Yeah, I, I like it's pretty heavy. It's pretty, it's pretty heavy compared to the other it's stuff. It's very emotional, and like they do some cool song stuff, probably because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, which I like. Yeah, you know, they just they have cool like forms to their songs sometimes. Like, yeah, it's fun. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's pretty clear that something re- relationship traumatic or whatever has happened to Matt Tuck because mm-hmm. that's definitely the content of the lyrics. I don't think he's really hiding that. No. Nope. <laughs> Your tears don't fall. Yeah. They crash around That me. might be the best lyric Bullet's ever written. Actually, though, that's like it's, very artsy. They came out and, real yeah. strong. Yeah, very he, emo, but still. Yeah. But it has like, a, you could consider it poetic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. There's some room to like interpret it as you will. Yeah. Or like paint a, paint a story around yeah. it. Yeah. That being said, I 
like I love that song, but all these things I hate revolve around me. Mm. Re- like it's like a slightly bitier version, but still just as emotional. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Hand of Blood is just so good. Hand of Blood is the best song on the album, I think. Yeah, I don't think everyone would agree, but I think we probably all agree. Well, and we covered it for a long time. That might be why I like it a lot, but yeah. I still think it's really good. And it's just I I just I kind of miss just screaming because like. Just screaming, head up. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to feel. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, strong debut. It mm-hmm. catapulted them instantly. Their live shows at this point, not that I saw them at this point, um, but were kind of garbage. They were bad live performance. They, I believe it. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause following this album, when it got, it got big real fast. The their guitarist Michael was quoted as saying, and then I realized I really, if I'm going to play to this many people, I should learn how to play a guitar. <laughs> and then he did. He got a guitar teacher. I think for the first time ever, maybe probably. And it, I, I'd have to bet it helped his performance. <laughs> One would think, yeah, yeah. But like Matt's, like, like I've seen videos, and and to be fair, like when you're in small venues, you don't get good like uh, sound. Like, you don't get to hear yourself in the monitor. So I'm, I'm going to give, like, a bit of both on that one. But, like, fuck, he couldn't sing in tune. Yeah, well, it's hard to play a guitar and play all the parts well and then also sing and have a performance. That's a real art. And not a lot mm-hmm. of people can do it. Yeah. And they insisted on having him play the rhythm. Yeah. Just like James Hetfield would. Yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> this band, even though they're very sad and sappy, idolized metallica for a long time and like, no one else did though just then oh, no just bullet that's <laughs> yeah. it that's mm-hmm. it yeah uh any any other thoughts on the poison it's pretty good it's one of my favorite bullet albums i wouldn't say it's my I... favorite but it's it's like in that strong middle of the pack for me. I think as with every bullet from my Valentine album, we could do it with a few less guitar solos because <laughs> none of them are that good. Oh, you don't like um, when Matt Tuck does his solo coming in a Tears Don't Fall and it's just him bending one string a lot? That might be one of the better solos. <laughs> I know, it rips. <laughs> yeah. All like, well, and, and like at this time, especially like there was Avenged Sevenfold doing this too where like dual guitar solos were huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, but they did it, and people liked it because they were really good Mm -hmm. at playing guitar. Yeah, like... (laughs) They weren't just harmonizing the same harmony every time. Sinister Gates is actually a genius where these guys are like, ugh. And and that one, we love it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure, for (laughs) sure. Tears don't fall, best track. And actually, I want to say this, because, like, you know, they did a Metallica cover on the deluxe. Shocker. Wow. But uh, the acoustic version of Tears Don't Fall Mm. also really slams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we actually played that as our first band show mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. fun nice. fact, but because we true. were like an alternative cover band that wanted to be heavy, it was weird. But at, regardless, whatever. So this album catapults them up. It's like, all right, we all got we all got to see what's going to go on with this band. Let's see what happens. They bring out Scream Aim Fire. And this album is fucking awesome. This is when I got into them, so there's definitely probably, like, nostalgia factor for me. Mm-hmm. But they had just, like, you know, toured relentlessly. Uh, the album cover is literally just a, like, picture that they took 
somewhere in Europe on tour. It's a great cover, actually. It's they just pointed a camera cover. up at a building, and it it's kind of looks cool. And they not, were, nothing screams this band more than this album cover, honestly. They were doubling down on the vampire aesthetic at this yes. point, which I would like to note. Okay, This came do. out in 2007 eight. slash 8, apparently. Yeah. Uh, guess, what okay, guess what else came out in 2008? Vampire? Twilight the film. I well, think there's a direct correlation between the success of this band and thirteen-year-old uh, emo girls, vi- vampires. Yeah, yeah no, one hundred percent. Yeah, yes. I like based on, like I feel like people would buy this album based on name and album cover alone. Yeah, yeah. Well, and something interesting on this because maybe this is just me, but I think it's also lots of the world. Uh, the two bands that were like the popular thrash bands at this point in time were Trivium and Bullet. Mm-hmm. Trivium was the band that was very thrashy, that was more geared towards a male audience. And Bullet is the version of Trivium that everyone's girlfriend really liked, too. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that fair to say? Oh, it's fair to say. I think okay. that's a solid generalization. It's the only metal show I've ever been to where I wasn't like, wow, everyone here is massive as a kid. <laughs> it was like, oh, I fit in here. And that was probably because it was like gender parody and yeah. teens. Yeah. Uh, well, have you, had you seen Bullet yet at this point? Um, just after this, I think. Just after. So like, I don't on- think I saw them with Fever yet. Okay. I think okay. I saw him. I think it was either the Fever Tour or Preceding Fever. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, that was just something I wanted to. Check yeah, because I saw him in Edmonton at uh, like a ballroom or whatever. Oh, the, the one no at, the, at the mall there. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> Which is where you need to see a vampire-related band. It's yes. at the mall. <laughs> that fit, I don't think that venue exists anymore, but it was sick. Yeah, I liked it. It was. It was. Yeah. It was fun. It was cool. I saw some small. cool, but whatever. We'll get into that for another band. But well. And a weird shape, too, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like they didn't plan for it to be that. I am sh- can almost guarantee that's exactly what they yeah, thought. They're like, what do we do with this hot topic? <laughs> but yeah, so this album, more bangers, a little more... Uh, whiny's not the right word, but sad. Like... Oh, my heart's broken songs. Really? See, I found it was, I think it's more aggressive because their main feedback, like every metal band that's ever existed, was that's not metal. You guys are pussies. Play some real metal. Okay. And then they said, oh, we can play a lot faster and heavier and thrashier. You know what? That's fair. And because they have songs like, I mean, yeah, it's still bullets. So, for example, the song Disappear. Yeah. Which is like angry and aggressive. It is about bullying <laughs> and about getting bullied and how you need to beat up the fucking bully. Yeah. For b- bullying you. And, and there's songs like Scream Aim Fire, which are definitely just like that's those screams at the mm-hmm. end are sick. Yes. It's yeah. it's a an excellent use of the shotgun loading. <laughs> Maybe oh, the only yeah. cool time. Maybe the only cool time. Well, and just like scream. And then they're like, yeah. Whoa! You know, yeah, yeah. They're letting yeah. you know they took the feedback, and you're stupid for giving them because they're actually <laughs> awesome and hardcore. Yeah, uh, Eye of the Storm isn't great. It's a weird track to have as number two, but then like Hearts Burst in the Fire is just it, it was a their biggest hit for probably probably off this album mm-hmm. for like heartfelt everything. Beautiful song. Yep. It that, was or go ahead. Oh no, no, it's good. Yeah. Well, then like Waking the Demon is just the vampire song. Yep. Yeah. 
the music video is just. I mean, it, it could have been in they're Twilight. In, they're in the rain in the forest. Yeah. Do, they know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Branding. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it, Take it out on me. I think has Jamie ya- Jasta on it. I think. What? I swear to God, if you listen to it, there's another vocalist in there, and I I think it's him. I hated that song, <laughs> man. That it's that not song, a good one. That song is Pantera meets Maiden meets Metallica, and it's just and it's about that long too. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, it doesn't end. It's just yeah, they drank way too many Rockstar Energy drinks before writing that song. <laughs> but that's okay because then they came in with Say Goodnight, which is a good. Well, I, I love yeah, that song. song's pretty good. I'm glad you like that song. Thank you. Yeah. They wrote it again on another album, so we'll get there. This song could have been shorter, or this album could have been shorter. Sorry. They could have cut two or three. That's good feedback. Songs. Which song <laughs> we're we talking about? Take it out. On I me? think it's take it out on me. Yeah. Okay. It is featuring someone. It's a uh, Benji Webb. Oh. From Soulfly. Okay. What a feature. <laughs> and he plays synthesizer and Skindred. Cool. That guy, that guy had a long career for sure. <laughs> Those are two bands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But anyways. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, like, I, I think this album, the singles were really good. I do mm-hmm. really like Deliver Us From Evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That kick drum pattern, although simple, is really refreshing at this point in time. It's, that song just grooves real hard. Yeah. 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 Do you want to discuss the drummer a little bit? As the drummer? Yeah, I will, actually, because he's an interesting drummer. Um, so he is a left-handed drummer. Now, I feel bad for the left-handed drummers in the world because where you can get, like, a left-handed guitar, yeah, it's more expensive, and that's terrible. Um, you can still just plug into an amp and play. But a left-handed drummer has very few options. Which seems crazy to a non-drummer because you think, I mean, you just hit it. On the other hand, right? <laughs> well, and, and to some extent, every drummer has to be a little, learn to be a little ambidextrous. But um, you either have to, like, force yourself to learn how to play right-handed. Or you flip the entire drum kit around and piss off every mm. band that you're ever sharing a drum kit with. Which is a bold move. Or you do what Moose did, and you play the kick drum and hi-hat like a righty, but then you play what's called open-handed, where you're still playing a right-handed drum kit, but your left hand kind of is doing more action if it's on the hi-hat, and your right hand, your non-dominant hand in this case, is on the snare. And what that does is it lets you open up to be able to, when you're on the hi-hat, do more. Because if you have your arms crossed like a righty, you gotta like fucking reach underneath and it's annoying. So he actually comes up, he actually writes really good parts for a left handed drummer uh, because he utilizes the fact that his arms are always open. But the annoying part about that is for a righty, you go from a crossed hand and your left hand's always on the snare and you just move your right hand around and your left hand's always on the snare. But if he ever wanted to play any of the other symbols, he had to switch the function of the two hands. See, uh, that makes sense. He's like, probably the first drummer I was like, oh, that guy has a distinctive sound to me. Yeah, because, and I don't know if he took lessons. He probably didn't, but. If he's like anyone else in the band, uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So 
So he just learned the way he did and wrote parts that worked for a left-handed drummer playing on a right-handed kit in a very unique way that is very difficult to cover in some instances. Uh, especially on the Poison, less so on this album. This album kind of had more of like just the like double kick all the time or punk beat kind of thing, right? But yeah, so that's Moose. His name is Moose. His nickname is Moose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He came out. He came. He came into this world, and his parents were like, moose. "Yeah, that kid. He's a moose. <laughs> he's a moose." All right. Last uh, track, forever and always. Shout out to the fans. It's a good track. I it like is. it. This uh, album's worse than I thought it was. Is <laughs> <laughs> my big takeaway. Kind of. That's actually it's, fair. It's avenged light. All the songs are too long. Uh, we could lose the Dragon Force by about seventy percent, please. Yeah. That being said. I think one of their best songs was released on the deluxe edition as a B track, and that is Road to Nowhere. Road to Nowhere is all right. I, I agree with you. It's a it, pretty good B side. I don't know how it ended up as a B side. I guess because it doesn't fit with the album. It's not heavy and cool. No, it's real. I mean, I think, I don't know if we've said it yes, yet. These guys don't really write good lyrics. They're fine, what? they do the job. But there's nothing amazing about. I don't the think even fine. No, it's exactly what it does. Everything you hope they're not about to say, they do say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know they're gonna say it. That's the only way yeah. I can describe <laughs> like, this to what, you. What's uh, waking the demon? Where'd you run to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> See, I, I can't even commit them to memory. That walking just, in shadows. Watch, watch the, the blood, blood flow. flow. <laughs> that as a sentence does not make sense. <laughs> yeah, oh. but road to nowhere. It just. It's really good. So I will give it to them for Road to Nowhere and the singles off this album. I think Aaron might be right. I was When going in, I was like, oh, this is my top three albums. I don't think so. <laughs> it's really not what you thought it was anymore. Poison, though. Yeah, still hold that. That one yeah, actually Poison's does. Good. Yeah. yeah that, those two have shifted in my mind as I have aged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So now... We've got two albums, big hits, big successes, and then we get Beaver. And in response to Crabcore, they put a lady on the front with a crab leg. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Uh, so rough either before or after this album came out is when we all saw them live for the first time, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, re- I remember being very mad that because we saw them at the Uproar Festival, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And they played like seven songs, not even seven songs. Not enough songs. Like they played very few songs because they were like the second band on the main stage of the festival. It's like one in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like it was still awesome. It was great. But maybe they're the third. Doesn't matter. But um, less shine down. Thanks. Uh, well, I think it was <laughs> Escape the Fate, Bullet. Seether, there's another band in there somewhere, and Avenged, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Played for way too short, but they played good set. It was fun. Okay, yeah. Um, but this th- this album, I know for for me at least, was the first one where I'm like, oh, I'm a fan of this band, and this is their new release coming out. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, was it was that kind of or was Hearts Burst? I picked this Screaming up. Fire for you. No, I think it, I. Screaming Fire came out, and I was like, oh, this is cool. But I anticipated the release of Fever, and I got mm-hmm. it, like, day one. 
And I was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting, but I still loved it and listened to it in my Jeep yeah. all the time. Yeah. I, I blew out the speakers that were brand new pretty much oh on this God. album. <laughs> 200 plays. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For, this kind of surprised me going back, but this might be, for the first half of the band's career, my favorite album. Mm. Like Poison or this, it's really close. But it, half because of the anticipation, half because we saw them, I learned a bunch of songs off this album. Mm. The drums were hard because he really played for a left-handed player. Album art was sexy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fourteen-year-old Collins into that. Because it's 2010, crab. okay? Collins like crabs. Count me in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was. How old was I in 2010? Doesn't matter. Yeah, 15. Yeah. 15. I was 15. That's right. Yeah. But uh, we got some big ones. Opening track with too long of an intro that kind of ripped your betrayal. No, yep. the intro is really it good. It is good. Because when, when they open with it live, it starts with the drums and then yeah. they all build and it's great. It's, it's a lot of Big macho energy. Yeah. yeah. Coming off of that one. Uh, Fever. Such a good song. Yeah, their first party song. Mm-hmm. Fever is a very bad song. No! <laughs> Going back to it, Fever sucks. What? This is my... Okay. So I think they started in, on Scream, Aim, Fire. I think they started to become kind of... Because you said this thing where people were like, oh, you're not heavy enough. And they're like, okay, we're going to do that or whatever. They took it to heart. And we're they're gonna sensitive play, boys. And we're going to play a lot more Metallica and a lot more like Pantera and Iron Maiden riffs. So I think they were like transforming into red state rock even then. And I think on this album, when they wrote Fuck the stripper me. song, mm-hmm. they definitely hit that. Okay, this was a stripper song. It's mm-hmm. a stri- It's ha- the bridge. Come here, you. Yeah, girl. it's <laughs> yeah, it's so it, bad. It, it's oh. it is a lot. It does that bit does sound like maybe Chad Kroger was a guest uh, on it or something? Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But, but I still like the Instrumentals are great. Yeah, this is probably the best, most intricate drum song that Moose ever had a part in. Totally not for guitar. Whatever. <laughs> I know, that's fine. I'm just saying. It's a great right. song. Last fight, pretty darn good. Alone, that tapping intro. Love that. Man. That's my favorite song on the album. Uh, it was because of that. Pretty lo- on the outside was actually good, but anyways. Okay, when you're 15 or 16, pretty on the outside is not all right. It's the, the song you needed. It's <laughs> okay. a perfect song, okay? okay. Anyways, I, I really like this album. It was really cool. What do you guys think? I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I think overall it's still pretty good. But again, I think it was just the the beginning of what seemed to be maybe be the end of this band where they were going again, like they're going real red state rock for my tastes. Okay. And I think you can also point this to the, uh, this came out in 2010, Ten. Yeah. which is also when Sirius XM's Octane Radio came out the next year. Which I bet this album was played a lot on that. So I think there's a big crossover between Bullet for My Valentine and and Red State Rock music. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's a and fair I think point. this. And you know I think, when you're taking a load from Georgia to Alabama, you're listening to this on yeah, your new Sirius exactly. XM. And I don't know if that just like taints my impression of it. I don't think so. I think it's like they knew what they were doing and they were trying to do that. And I just don't like it. Rarely does a vampire band cross over to your dad. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. It's like them and Atreyu and that's it. Yeah. 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 And then, then Bullet did it by not looking like your dad. Whereas Atreyu was like, no, 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 no. We're going to look a did lot like your dad. Did you see our drummer? Do you see our drummer? 
Oh boy. All right. Yeah. Uh, I like this album a lot. It's okay. Okay. I but have it just a, rubs me the wrong way. I have a story from about this one. Oh, please do. Okay. Uh, you know how we were talking about how the intro is a little long. Yeah. But the guitar part is like it's a like a fun pull off bit mm-hmm. with just one hand, which is like I don't know ACDC esque or very dime bag as well. Yes. Yeah. And it's great. And I remember going to school, and for some reason, someone had a guitar there. No idea why. And they were playing this bit very badly. <laughs> and I, good guy me, made the actor decision to not go, hey, I can play that, but way better. I just let him do it. Because <laughs> he was trying to run some game, and I let it happen. You know what's funny? I'm pretty sure that was our second bass player. I don't know who it was. So you'll, I honestly don't know. I don't. You played in the band. No, I know who I know who you're talking about. I honestly don't know who I'm talking about. (laughs) I just have a memory of this happening. Okay. I don't think it was that person. It might not have been, but it could have been. It could have been. It could have been anyone, really. Everyone was. This guy's a timeline. It could have been me. (laughs) I don't know. I just felt I felt good about myself. Yeah. All right. Any any last words for the FIBA? No. All right. So before we uh divulge further because there's a lovely lady on the cover i'm gonna pour a little glass of this wine i got with also a pretty lady on the cover uh mo sisters cabernet sauvignon from australia cool (laughs) however when aaron read it he thought it said mc oyster which is a great (laughs) name if you're gonna get into the mc game exactly mc oyster baby (laughs) i don't know if you can hear that pour, but i tried all right so, Saints, the don't ban- be afraid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, regardless of what we think of this album, um, three big albums in a row, this band is like locked in. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're playing stadiums. Yeah. They're allowed to make a mistake and they'll be okay. And they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like some executive was like, "Yeah, you guys could yep. fuck up now, and they'd be fine." They'd be like, "Okay." Yeah, their guitarist, <laughs> singer Matt Tuck, and their drummer of all people went to Thailand and wrote this record. Yeah, well, and an, an important note is uh, Matt started a side project, which is incredible, with uh, Liam Corinera of the uh, Cormier. Ca- Cormier of the Cancer Bats called Axe Wound. It rips. Because I thought it was Axe Wound for way oh. too long. <laughs> also cool name. <laughs> also all right. But basically both singers were like, we want to play in a band where we can play heavier music than what our bands are playing. Now, Bullet's like heavy-ish. Cancer Bats is heavy-ish. Mm-hmm. But like this Axe Wound's heavier. Yeah, And uh, the whole writing process for Axe Wound is they would write the song and record it. And revolutionary wow <laughs> but like it like you know like not, not have a bunch of prep or anything oh yeah you know? i see i see yeah. yeah and then matt talks like hey what if we do the same thing but for bullet oops temper uh, temper happens. temper temper now <laughs> here's explode here's the annoying thing is i remember Feels good i remember hearing temper temper and being like that's pretty good i also liked temper temper actually <laughs> that that's pretty that's a good song um I'm excited for this album. And they actually had like a great campaign leading up to it. They did really good. This album came out and they're like, yeah, we want to like, they, he, he said how they wrote it and yeah, going with Moose to Thailand to write it. And yeah, um, they wanted to 
kind of pay tribute to they want they're like we're gonna sound more Iron Maiden y and Pantera y and ACDC y. Um and it's bad. Yeah. Jazz my fiance Jasmine got me this like day one and I was like, Oh, that's the thing, thank you. That's my favorite band. That's a great present. And it is, and it was. And it's not her <laughs> fault. It was not a good album. Okay. Couldn't have known it was day one. We all we knew was Temper Temper, a good a good song. Yeah. And you know, I would say Breaking Point was good. Yeah, two classics, Dead to the World, which is uh, Say Goodnight Again. Check it. It's yeah. exactly the same song. And then Tears Don't Fall Part 2. Actually, not so bad. But it's, not but bad, it's also but it's the annoying. same song, but worse. It's literally almost I love the it. same riff. Yeah. Well, that's the, it's the same like song structure in every way. Listen, yeah. though, if, the in old- any other job, if you could get paid to do the same thing two times and you got paid the same amount, wouldn't you be like, oh, what a great move? Life yeah. hack? Well, and I almost wonder, like, because they were obviously, oh, this kind of sounds like, this. but uh, I think they were like, oh, we've toured with Escape the Fate, and they have like three guillotines. Let's try doing that with one of our songs. That's true. You're probably right. Yeah. The only other good song on this album is Riot. Riot. Yeah. No, there's some good songs. It's every once in a while, there's some cool guitar work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the drums are lazy. The guitar is lazy. It's fun, but cool. The lyrics are, lyrics all are very garbage. <laughs> this album, the album art is kind of cool. You can start to see in this album, though, that Matt Tuck is starting to figure out vocal melodies a bit and like try to write. He's, it feels like he's writing some better hooks. Oh, that's yeah. what I meant to say with The Fever. After they recorded The Fever, Matt started taking vocal lessons because he's shows. like, oh. My voice hurts. And then he started going with uh, Melissa Croft from... Uh, Cross, I think, but yeah. Melissa Cross from... Sorry, that's oh, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Zen of Screaming. The Zen of Screaming, yeah. So he started taking lessons from her and instantly became a much stronger vocalist. He yeah. didn't like change anything. He was just able to do what he did way fucking better. And really, the only thing is he's like... this. Uh, whisper part on uh, Fever but come here you naughty like yeah uh, what, wait what's the rest of that lyric <laughs> come here you naughty girl you're such a tease and basically she's like you don't have to whisper it you can just like sing quiet with air like the same amount of air production and it won't hurt your voice and he's like oh cool but anyways that doesn't matter too much this album's trash it's not good I didn't I was trying to find my notes on this album. I didn't even write any. <laughs> yeah, it's... They acknowledged it wasn't a great move on their part. Yeah. And it starts to spell the beginning of some of the bound Bullet members not being in Bullet anymore. Because mm-hmm. if I'm... Is this... Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Does anyone else have anything no. else to say about this trash album? No. Okay. Eric? No. No. Jay leaves the band or gets kicked out. I can't remember. Do you know the story on this? I think he kind of got kicked out because he ended up, he left for a bit to like have, you know, have a kid. And then I think he came back and he was like, I'm an alcoholic. And then they're like, you're out of the band mostly, I think was how it was. Yeah. I don't think it was as amicable as they said, but they're just nice Welsh boys. And I don't think they well, made it. Well, I <laughs> hate to say it, but I'm pretty sure Matt is not the easiest guy to get along with. You don't say. <laughs> like the fact that he always looks angry regardless, but. I don't know. He's probably a bit of a dick, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Jay leaves the band. They get, what's the new guy's name? Jamie. Jamie, who was the lead singer of a band, a band 
who was actually pretty freaking good. And then he joins Bullet. And he is a much better bass player, a way better vocalist. He can scream and harmonize. I remember mm-hmm. seeing them with Jamie, and I'm like, there's vocal harmonies live. Yep, which is cool. And I think most importantly for the live show, they now have guys who are looking like your dad and also looking not like your dad. <laughs> and for the audience, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Like this, the core the, group of <laughs> I, vampire I remember, like, because I was like, oh, no, Jay, I, like, oh, he was such a personality. And then I, 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 I know, like, this new guy, I like him way better. I like him way better, but I remember seeing an interview with him, and I couldn't, like, you know, Matt, you can hear the Oh, accent. he is Welsh. <laughs> this guy, you couldn't understand a word he was saying. Nice. Like, it would be like, so uh, tell us about uh, you joining Bullet for My Valentine, and he'd be like, oh, oh, uh, oh, I'm like, what did you just say? He did have a pretty strong accent, which is cool. I tried turning subtitles on YouTube on, and it just (laughs) question broke it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, such a good... Strong pickup off the waiver wire. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Really good. And then they release... This act on the re-listen through, Mm. this might be my new age favorite Bullet album is Venom. That's a fair decision to make, I think. Mm -hmm. It's pretty strong, actually. It's obviously Mm -hmm. like, oops, temper, temper. We are going to go back to why you love us, but we're going to write... The poison. The poison, yeah. Venom, exactly. Mm -hmm. But we're going to write fucking bangers. No way out. Worthless. You want a battle, here's a war. Broken. Venom, with that crazy guitar pedal thing. Yeah. Heart, okay. The harder the heart, the harder to break. It's the second best song called Venom. First best is um, the Eminem song. Yeah, off at the end of Venom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and I, I loved so much of this album, but uh, Pariah, and they had a... Pariah's good. And they had a song that was on the deluxe, but not on their initial release because it was a single before, Raising Hell. Mm. Yep. Raising and, the, and I also liked In Loving Memory. Yeah. This, Weirdly good. Almost this entire. I remember getting this album and feeling so happy that I like. Yeah. For me, it was vindicating. It was. <laughs> I was Man. like, "See, I told you they're good." <laughs> this is this album rocks. It does. It does. Like the the production's way better. Yeah. The vocals and the screams, especially, way better. Guitar work better. Drums still good. Bass playing, I don't know. I can't hear it in metalcore. So they take the Metallica root to production on that. And yeah, for yeah, most of their stuff, there's a lot of songs where they don't even like include bass until two minutes in. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just the guitar line. So yeah, it's but root, yeah, I remember being annoying when this album came out to everyone I knew who liked Bullet. But you guys, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a good old school ish Venom song. Uh, or uh, bullet song. <laughs> uh, I do take uh, issue with the song Venom, the title track. Okay, I think the um, the eighth note triplet clean guitar thing pretty cool. Uh, the chorus is really bad though. The chorus for your like title track song being that bad, I don't think you can really justify it. Yeah, that's fair. I think it was one of those things where you're like, "This is Venom, guys. 
it's venom, okay? Yeah, it's do you get it? <laughs> Come on. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Man, it's, it's so funny because I feel like the title track of an album is either a single or mm-hmm. it's the last track of the album and it's still pretty good or it's the song that you could name the album after. Like, it's not actually mm. the best song, but it's just like... It's, uh... Like, thematically, but I yeah. just think it's none of those, maybe. I just really love that guitar triplet. Yeah, the guitar, yeah, no, it's good. It's cool that they're playing around with different sounds. You know, that's fun. Yeah, they remembered that on uh, the initial songs for Tears Don't Fall, they had a really cool delay effect yeah. that people love. <laughs> they're like, hey, <laughs> what Matt, we- what happened to your pedal? Yeah. Man. Yeah, but... Yeah, this yeah. is great. Yeah. I saw them for this tour with Slipknot. Oh shit! Cool. That would have been great. Who who else was on that? Tour? Uh, Lamb of God, Motionless in White. It was a big show. That's huge. Mm. It was. Yeah, a lot of old guys. <laughs> but it was good. I bet. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, this. I I also just love the art. It was simple, but it was like perfect for when this album came out. Mm-hmm. Fuck, when did this album come out? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. That's right. In the summer. I remember this because I was like in school. And I was so tired of listening to classical and jazz. And I'm like, okay, I need to get, oh, oh, Bullet came out with an album. And I'm just like, this is the refresher I needed, mm. you know? And mm-hmm. then I went back to listen to jazz and... Plink, plonk, plink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and any last things on the Venom? It started to make you feel like maybe what Bullet does is do one good and then the one not so good and you're mm-hmm. like and so i was bracing myself for the next one a little bit but i was like i'm gonna enjoy this while it lasts oh yeah aaron no thoughts all right uh well before we get to the last two albums of this band's career so far we are gonna take a quick break And we're back with more bullet. Um, so a veritable chamber load. I don't hear anything. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Aaron's there just fucking with us for a sec. The dog's fucking with us. Oh, the you. dog's fucking yeah, with us. Thanks, dude. Throw but don't take. Then <laughs> 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 he runs away. <laughs> uh, all right. So they have kind of. The band has kind of hit the epitome of like we are an early two thousands metalcore emo band. Yeah, because metalcore is dying and emo's dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? What do we do? So what <laughs> do, we do we do? First off, Lennon, what is there? What? <laughs> what is to be done? Before we do anything, we're gonna lose Moose. Moose is Where? gone. It's like Bambi, but Moose. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's like in Rocky and Bullwinkle where they lose Bull, Bullwinkle for Probably. a bit. Yeah. And I, I still don't remember this. Did Moose get fired or did he leave? Uh, is again, I think it's a bit of both where he's like, we don't write heavy enough music, dad. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he went on to do a thrash band. Yeah. Kill the Lights. Mm-hmm. Wait, he's in Kill the Light? Oh, yeah, Kill the Light. Sorry, I got confused. Yeah. yeah. And with the Light the Torch? They just picked, yeah. Is that yeah, who you got confused exactly with? Yeah. Right. Yeah, they started at the same time and then they picked up later, just recently, they picked up our old friend Jay. Yeah. The so, bass now, boy. so now Moose and Jay are doing a thing together. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
There's equal parts bullet and two bands, yeah. one of which is bullet. And one thing I really appreciate about this uh, change is like being a drummer in bands. Me and the bass player tend to look at each other for a long amount of time while guitar <laughs> players are just like, <laughs> Oh, what about this? What if we do <laughs> for it's hours? That's true. So it kind of makes sense that this band is yeah, split. But, but, but into... what if we did this? <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of makes sense that this band is split into the guitar players and the rhythm section mm-hmm. have left. That being said, even though Moose was artistically a very creative, maybe not on purpose, creatively driven drummer, <laughs> but like his parts are way more interesting. I don't think you know how offensive that is. <laughs> his parts are really cool, but I think half of it is because he's left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> Who? What's they replaced? him with the drummer from Axe Wound and a bunch of other projects whose name is Jason Bowlby. Jason Bowlby. 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 A, a pretty British name. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy is like a muscle man. And really He's a lad. He's a, he, no, he's a Aaron, you're going to know yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with it. Um Oh, he's a uh <laughs> What are they called? <laughs> I'll figure it out. We'll come back yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so in like technically really, really good drummer, technically really creative drummer. He's a hard nosed geezer. He's a hard nosed geezer. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh. But uh, like he, I really like this guy. He's a really good drummer, really creative, but like creative in the way you expect good drummers to be creative, if that makes sense. Yes, it mm-hmm. does. Yep, yeah, they hit a lot of different symbols. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, check out this rudimental thing. But like, Have you like, heard of it? Like where Moose was like, oh, this is sonically interesting and maybe not technically interesting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. This guy's a technically really good. And, and he technically plays his snare drum loud. Really loud. <laughs> so they get this powerhouse and then they're like, you know what? Let's try to be more of an emo alt band of yeah. ourselves. I think they saw yeah. like a bring me and they're like, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they brought more. So sorry. The album we're talking about is gravity, um, which came out in 2018. Um, and yeah, yeah it, it is a good album. It's not memorable to me. See, that's what I thought. I didn't, you know, I listened to this a couple times when it came out and I was like, Oh, okay. They're, you know, they're uh, they're going soft or whatever, but it's fine. But then I came back and listened to it when we were getting ready for this, and I remembered every hook from that album. Every hook. Yep. Yeah. It's actually better than you think. And now, this is my fiance's favorite. I think Bullet. Maybe not, mm-hmm. but it's it's in the car a lot, and yeah. I've heard the shit out of this album. Yeah. It's, and it's actually pretty good. It's less screamy. It's mm-hmm. less soloy, which is kind of which I, I don't mind. Appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's. And and it is a good album, but you can, I don't know. To me, you can kind of tell it's bullet trying something new, which is cool. Yeah, but trying not to be bullet as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a you little know bit. what I'm saying. Kind of like running away from their own shadow a bit. Yeah, and I get that. I get that. It's kind of like 
the one part of Bullet. It's like, yeah, you're right. Extreme. It seems like it's intentionally different. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know? To me, because they'd lo- their drummer was gone at that point, um, it made me think that he, it was almost like a fuck you. You know what? We could have made Temper Temper if you. I was alone. You know? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I, that probably wasn't it, but that's what I got from it the first time okay. I heard it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they're not dissimilar. Well, I, I remember at the time you really liking this album. I actually. did. It was quite yeah, good. And... and I, I, I was meh on it, but it, it when I, again, like Aaron said, it grew on me when I yeah. re-listened to it. I also mm-hmm. like when an established band takes a swing. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can it's respect just, that. It's just for this one, they took like the safest swing you can ever take mm-hmm. in that they made like a, a radio rock album. And they did follow the trend of the time. Yeah. Yes. You know? Which is fine. Yeah. Like it's quite different for them, but you know, it is ever, uh, it's been done a million times before at, during that time period and like. I don't know. So maybe it just felt a little. Yeah. And, and to varying success. Cause you do mm-hmm. see Bring Me, and that was huge. Mm-hmm. You see Under Oath, that was huge. Well, Arch- just every, recently. every like mid tier band that padded out rock radio for a long time mm-hmm. sounded like this and or, still do. But then you see like Wage War, and that was a trash album, the third one. Right. Yeah. Anyways, like it's it's okay. the same technique that lots of bands are taking to varying degrees of success. Right. Yeah. I don't but, think it was that successful for most people. I don't think people loved this. I, I oh. think the hardcore fans were kind of disappointed, but it got them a lot of younger, newer fans. Like they've kind of hit for the third time. Yeah, the they, that's the thing. Time. They've hit that's like the cool so thing. many demographics at this point and done it all well enough to like get people in. Like, I don't think, like, Eric. And no one's even been me tooed? All right. <laughs> I know, right? All which, right, fellas. Eric, I hate to cool. say this, but I don't think this is many people's favorite band. I think, I think this right. is a lot of people's band that's, they're on the playlist. Yeah. Yep. This, is, this is like everyone's wish yeah. second opening. This or actually, second. Nah, like maybe third. Maybe third. Maybe you don't even want to yeah. see them. You just, you don't hate it when they're on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This actually reminds me. Um. I didn't buy this book, but I read like a quote from, well, I mean, it's a book, man. Who reads? Okay. No, but um, <laughs> this woman like detailed her like time as like a groupie in this general scene for a bunch of years. And she, I had interactions, we'll say, with many, many bands. And the thing she wrote for Bullet was, they wanted nothing to do with me and wanted to be left alone. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, cool. So That's kind of cool. So th- I think that is part of their longevity is they're like, Ah, uh, no. They are, <laughs> they are guitar nerds at heart. Yes. Like, They're true sad boys. Yeah. 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 They want to be left alone. They don't want <laughs> <Yeah>. none. <laughs> unless you've got... And, My wife, hon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember seeing... Were you at this show, Aaron? I don't know. Maybe you might you want to tell me what show it is. Uh, so they opened the... Sh- it was a big stadium tour with Avenged Sevenfold and Breaking Yes, Bench. I was there. You were there, yeah. Woof. Woof is right. Bullet was... <laughs> Bullet was... This was probably the best I've seen Bullet play. Yeah. Breaking Benjamin was hot garbage. He was he was like sick, but he was, but he kept saying how sick he was. Yeah, which that was is like annoying. which is like local band one oh one. Don't do that. Yeah. And when you're telling the stadium full of people who paid like a hundred bucks a ticket to be there. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. And then like Avenged was Stoke. great. Don't even play. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Best probably the best I've seen them, even though they did play lots off this album. It was still good, but mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have respect for this album, even though it's not near my favorite. 
Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It, it might be tied with uh, Scream Aim Fire for like second least favorite, but it's like basically Your temper tearing temper. structure is just all over the place. <laughs> but man. like Temper Temper is the worst. Right. Those two are like a big step up, but they're fine. Mm-hmm. And then like Fever and Fever's like second favorite and then okay. Venom's up there. This might be the first album where I think Matt Tuck uses a uh um co-writer? Producer? No, what's uh oh. I is it's where you sing out of your nose and your top palate. Oh. What is that falsetto? falsetto. Oh, I didn't even think of that, but I think Maybe. you're right. Which is weird. Yeah. Mostly in backups, but you know, whatever. Yeah. It's there. It's it's still an interesting point uh because how do you go that long with never doing it? Well, and because like all of his mem- melodies have been like in a comfortable range for him, but and all the harmonies he's still been able to hit full voice. Mm. Where this time, I think he was more interested in making the melodies really show him off, mm-hmm. and then he had to kind of learn more about like different areas of his voice in order to harmonize and do the backups and stuff. Because mm-hmm. there's always been harmonies and stuff and now the bass player is recording a couple but matt's still like i'm the vocalist i'm doing it all (laughs) i don't know why he sounds like lars ulrich (laughs) i think it's the attitude (laughs) (laughs) there's a real type of guy yeah uh what are are some top tracks for you guys off this one i didn't uh over it over it's good i think the very last time is actually pretty good it's a real slow jam yeah that one's good yeah it's all hooks uh, Don't Need You is pretty good. I think that was the one they opened with. Like That was like the, the single. They're like, oh, we're doing a new album, folks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is, is that the one that sounded the closest to Old Bullet? Yeah, yeah, and it's the one where they're like, guys, we wear suits now. Which I think like literally behind the curtain today or something, I think I saw like a post where they're like, guys, remember when we did this? <laughs> and yeah. it's them in suits. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I thought Not Dead Yet was pretty yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. I I don't, know, I don't know. Like even though, like you said, it's a really hooky album. Like none of these songs stick in my head. Where That's er- crazy to me. I know, but but every other album of theirs, like uh, I can think of a song. Oh yeah, like they're all the same song. They just have good hooks. Like when you hear it, you'll know. Oh yeah, but like if mm-hmm. if in I this think album? like Venom, I'll instantly think like Harder the Heart, Harder the Break in my head. But first thing I think of Gravity, I'm like, wait, what? You know? It's, it, yeah, it's almost like a. A just a continual wave of vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so where I land is it's a very respectful shot. It's not my favorite, but I, I give mad props and it, and it was enjoyable. I think this album was a really good stepping stone and like learning experience for them. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes- I think they learned a lot about how to write a real good song off of this. Yeah. And more or less how to write with half the band being new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it might be the first album at where they weren't like writing sort of in response, in a reaction to something. Yeah. Because like every single one of them was like, oh, we're not hard enough. We're not heavy enough. Or what if we did this and fuck you, I, yeah. I can do this. Mm. Oh, you like the poison? Here's Venom. And then they're like, we're just going to write some music we want to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to do now. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Gravity? No. Cool. Well, I mean, it's a force of uh, Newton, actually. He, uh, he found out. 
He loves apples. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Oh, man. He applied the force of gravity when he unplugged mm-hmm. your headphones. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually how we got it, is Newton just applied it, and then we're like, well, fuck Newton, thanks. Now we're all sticking to the ground. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so now I, I don't know if this next album was supposed to come out in 2020, probably, but it came out last year. The self-titled album by Bullet for My Valentine. Bullet for My Valentine. Already a bold claim. Very, it's always really... No one does it on album seven yeah, this it, way. If you, if you do a self-titled after album three, you got something to say, and it's either going to be your worst album, or mm-hmm. it's going to be a bizarre album, or it's going to be your, one of your best albums. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and we talked about a little bit, bit about this on our uh, top 10 episode. But this some are m- saying it's the top thirty, <laughs> <laughs> but it might be the best, if not one of the best. Uh-huh. Here's the thing: for my Valentine Here's the albums. Thing. It's not the best bullet for my Valentine album. It's the best bullet for my Valentine album. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not the best bullet for my Valentine. <laughs> this doesn't. Album, this doesn't. But it might be the best album bullet for my Valentine. Exactly. Well. This doesn't sound saying. like bullet for my Valentine anymore. It's the heaviest they've ever been uh-huh this is the grooviest they've ever been it's almost two albums that are different what? to me i think halfway through it turns into new metal and mm-hmm. that's uh, the second half kind of rips because they're like what if we just did new metal but cool yeah the screams yeah. dude yeah heavy the best screams i've fucking ever heard from matt and i like to think of this as a dichotomy of their sound where gravity was like really psycho honed on like parts of songs of theirs the valentine part the valentine part (laughs) this is the bullet this is the bullet part that's a great analogy yeah Yeah. absolutely and and this in this is more relatable to their some of their other things like venom like the poison like yeah pretty much those but just heavier and more on like the hardcore punk side in some cases that and i'm i wouldn't be surprised if this is the first album that every member of the band had a more equal part in writing other than just uh page and matt yeah i think you're right yeah um yeah i i i really i at first i was like i don't know about this you know Mm -hmm. but they definitely figure out how to use production elements and like Mm -hmm. synths and stuff and effects Mm mm-hmm they learned to like hold back a little too. Mm-hmm. They like, hey, maybe one guitar plays here <laughs> and <laughs> bass, and that I want, sounds good on the re- record. But it's yeah. going to make live shows better because li- having your singer stuck to the center of the stage is mm-hmm. not fun. No, no, yeah. And to be fair, like this album is has almost been out two months, mm-hmm. probably two months by the time this comes out. Yeah, so it's a little fresh, but. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. It really is. They're coming back to form a little, being very different, and exploring new territory. Uh, yeah, it feels just like it feels like it, the last two albums make a lot of sense. It feels yes. like a very clear progression looking back now. And that in like the intro to Parasite, they literally just play like the hits from all their other albums in like radio static before the song comes yeah. in. That should have been an intro track, by the way. It sh- they should Never. have fucking split it I up. give you five seconds tops 
at the beginning of a song. But like, if you don't start the song, I'm leaving. And, and the worst but part is, it's such a good. It's song. a really good song. Yeah. yeah. And thank God they released a radio edit, I guess, but just oh, split know. it up. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's a radio edit and it's just the static. <laughs> 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 this is the radio. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to go through my tops like Parasite, Knives. Note the Knives. The enti- actually, yeah, <laughs> almost Shatter. Yeah. Uh, my Reverie, Bastards. Actually, Rainbow Veins is pretty cool. Yeah. The shocking fan favorite and one of my favorites is the last song, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Okay. Yeah. See, for me, it's Escape the Waves, I think, oh, is the number one. that's really one. cool, too. That's pretty good. But uh, every song after that, Bastards, Rainbow Veins, I don't quite get, but Shatter, Paralyzed, Death by a Thousand Cuts, all great. All cool new metal songs. And you will not be disappointed if you're a fan of Bullet for this album. Because Matt Tuck, a masterful hook writer, mm-hmm. comes in with just the most honestly embarrassing sometimes to sing <laughs> lyrics. He delivers them with conviction, so it does work. But yeah. like, God, like it's, it's just crazy because he seems like he knows how to write such a strong melody. Yeah. That like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, He's and, an enigma. And another, and it'll be interesting to listen to this back in like two years. Because there's some songs on this where either the entire song or 90% of the song is screamed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where we talked about this a bit, but like bands like Knocked Loose and stuff that are very popular right now, that's what they do. That's their genre. This is a little more in that hardcore punk vein or like hard, heavy post hardcore. And you can see relating to that. So. Mm-hmm. I wonder if in a couple of years we're going to be like, oh, this was fitting the trends like we said about Gravity just now. And maybe. And maybe you could track that, like, Bullet doesn't do what some bands do, where it's they just do the trend, or they don't, they just ignore the trend. They pull a little bit towards it in sort of like a serpentine pattern. Which so is they're always, brilliant. And that's maybe why they're always very, very successful. But. 100%. 100%. And like I said, uh, I made the comparison earlier where uh, at the beginning of the careers, uh, Trivium and Bullet were always compared. And they've both experimented a bit. Um, I feel like if you listen to the two albums that those bands released this year, Trivium is more thrashy where Bullet is experimenting more (laughs) at this point in time. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's because it's better. It's a better album. It is. Good job. Good job, Bullet. <laughs> I think, yeah. Oh, boy. I was surprisingly happy with this. This was, this was a good album. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I honestly didn't know what it was going to be. So. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, one, of, one of my roommates, uh, Phil, uh, you know, what, since I've been living with him, he's been relearning his love for heavier music and punk and stuff. Mm. But both of us were just like, losing her mind for every single that came out even you know and i always cap myself i'm allowed to listen to two singles and i'm not allowed to listen anymore <laughs> so phil would come i was like dude dude listen to this i'm like i can't phil i can't i can't do it i'm a quaker but for singles <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like if you're a bullet for my valentine fan and you've been holding on uh through the rough and through the really good 
Um, this album is very rewarding. Yeah, that's the right word, I think. Yeah. Because I, I, when we do these episodes, I always start from the first episode or for the first album, album and, go, and go. And it is a reward at the end a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe Aaron feels the most strong about that. It feels really good to have a good bullet <laughs> album. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I, I don't know if you really listen to Venom much. No. Yeah, like you Because I was, I just, uh, it's not my, they're not my band. Yeah. No. Yeah. They were, they and then were. they weren't for He's, a long time. This and is now a person think... who's quoted as saying, Trophy Eyes, best band ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then uh, some Would other band know? was best band ever. It's not Bullet. Whatever band we talked about right after Trophy Oh, Eyes. Dead American. Dead American. Best band. <laughs> oh. Right. Yeah, it's not Bullet, but they're doing pretty no. good now. Yeah. Uh, so I know this album just came out. These guys might get a chance to tour it. I would see this tour. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. I would yep. love to see this band play these songs. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would actually maybe most want to see just this album because, because the way it's written, I think you're going to have like a Matt Tuck all over the place. Yeah. There's huge chunks where he doesn't need to play. And then there are cool parts where he just plays and there's not like singing. There's mm-hmm. just a cool riff and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, and they have great solos. And at times they're like, we don't need a solo. We're just going to do like a breakdown kind of. Yeah. I like that. So good. And I want to hear those screams live, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're pretty and there'll be two of them. Yeah. Very cool. So good. Uh, any last thoughts on, like, where, where's Bullet Comet going? Tidy. What? <laughs> <laughs> One person's going to get that. That's it. Tidy. This is a tidy album. <laughs> Anyways, keep continuing. <laughs> All right. This just came. <laughs> well, I don't think it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, so this just came out, but what do we see for the future of Bullet? Where are they going? I don't know, man, but keep an eye on them. Yeah. They seem to not He's- be fucking up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, they're just going to keep doing this, I think. I think the next album. I, if there's a chance they could write a. An album, even Aaron is like this fucking rocks, <laughs> dude. That's this album. That yeah. is this album. But yeah. what if it was more hardcore? Oh well, then yeah, right. Me in, baby. Well, and, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. What if there's like harmonic pick scrapes all and the breakdowns? time? The whole song. Because I feel like the way this album came out, they're they're going in a direction, mm. and they were trying to kind of like put a nice little cap on what mm-hmm. Bullet has been. Mm-hmm. And I think they tried to do it with Gravity, but weren't so heartfelt into it. This is it, yeah. And this album, They're, they yeah. sound excited about playing. They do. I'm excited about seeing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and even listening to the record, they sound so much more into their parts than Gravity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a heart album in not a way that The Poison was. Whoa. I don't think that's true. The Poison? Do you mean Venom? Because no, no, I think no. that's why it's like poison. Yeah. Well, it's it, clearly. It is. No, it is heart, but me. it's less so like. Uh, oh, yeah. In a good I way. I mean, it's and been 20 like, years. I know. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they right? learn how to play yeah. music and stuff. Totally. Totally. But they just, I don't know. I, can, I feel like I can put my trust in Bullet now. Yep. And whatever I, they want to do, I just want to hear something that they want to do, not what they feel like they should do or like yeah, what exactly. half of them want to do. Exactly. It seems like when they do collectively just write music they want to make it's actually way better yeah 100 percent. like pretty much every band yeah it yeah. turns out <laughs> yeah not always not always yeah. i would never want to hear a 
whatever James Hetfield's feeling album. No, we know that. <laughs> we do not want to hear what Metallica wants yeah. to do. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to hear what What's Metallica the, is yeah. doing either. So. Yeah. What's the Slayer drummer want? I don't, I don't want to know. He's like in a weird black metal band now. What that makes sense. Matter. Mm. All right. How would you guys rate Bullet for My Valentine? Mm. Um, a full six shooter chamber locked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo! All right. Big slugs. Yeah. They're putting a hole in whatever they're hitting. <laughs> He's like uh, dirty, dirty harrying it. Yeah, especially yeah. on this, this, uh, this last record. Mm. Putting holes through things. Mm-hmm. Bullet for my Valentine is. 10 Metallicas out of Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're so good you divide by zero. <laughs> um, in all honesty, I, I have renewed hope for this band, but at this point in time, I'm going to give them like, oh man, I'm going to give them like a trivium a Silverstein and a limp biscuit. Okay. Okay. I what you're just gonna that's like what you're giving them like food at a potluck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, giving, you need I'm this. giving them like I love it, like Silverstein. Oh, okay. You're like kind of dependable, like trivium. Trivium is but dependable. you haven't been <laughs> you haven't been good all the time, but like when you flopped, you flopped like all of Limp Biscuit. Mm. Okay, mm. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm going. With Until that. Bullet becomes a bad band, they're staying on my headboard. It could be a long time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, of course, before we end our show today, it is time for Pick of the Week. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a while, and, um, yeah, this is good. This is great stuff. Um, you know what, fuck it, I'll just go with my pick of the week today. I'll be honest, like, I just kind of looked through <laughs> some of the locals of my top, like, 86 of the year, and, um, I came up with the Cryptics which are a pretty cool band. I don't know much about them, to be honest. That's intentional, I bet. A little bit. I, I honestly don't even know where they're from. Their album art's like... Do you think it has to good. do with their name, Cryptics? Do Maybe. Think that's it? I mean... Because that's what I think it They're is. also kind of cryptic. I, I know they're, according to Spotify, they have a show at... An undisclosed location <laughs> in an undetermined time. Oh, no. Uh, so it's the Cryptics and Half Pace... Uh, on January 5th at Aaron's Basement Transitions. That's where we are. (laughs) That's where we are. And uh, so that's, I don't don't know where this band's from. I can't remember where I heard them from, but I was listening through some stuff and yeah, their song Inchworm is really cool. Like it's, it's heavy, but not in like a, like what we're looking for. Like when I say heavy. Okay. Yeah, like kind of dead American y. 
but okay. not. But like that level, I have. You fuck, I can't. Like rocks in your shoes. <laughs> like rocks in your shoes. Yeah, but like only the ones that come between your toes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, really, a real cool. man doesn't let anything come between his toes. <laughs> that was not. No, you gotta cut that. I that was. I thought that was going somewhere entirely different That's until okay. it came out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a it's a band that kind of like stumbled upon somehow, and uh, their music's really good. I still need to check them out more, but I know I really like their song "Inchworms," mm. so that's cool. Okay, uh, Eric, do you got a? Pick I have a strong contender. It's a real banger. Big G. <laughs> uh, it's a band called the Hey Fellows, and the song is called "Open Your Eyes, Dear," and it is a. I mean, it's not a pop punk classic because it's not an old song, but it will be. It's okay. A guy, it's a. I don't know. I always end up choosing pop punk songs because I like them. Yeah. And it's just a real nice ride. Okay. You'll what, love it. What style of pop punk would you say? Like, what would you relate them to? Mm, a little bit like Calling All Captains, I'd oh, say, cool. but maybe a little lighter. Okay. Um, yeah, the kind of band where like. They are almost afraid of distortion to an extent, which is not okay. so bad. Everything comes in nice and clean. Yeah. It's a really nice See, at, like between the band name and the song title, I thought this was gonna be like a folk or country band. I think they're from a country folk like a <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they're, from, they're from a folk, country, guys. They're from folk a, from a country. <laughs> they're from the country of Kansas. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is I think they are like a like a Kentucky rural Kentucky gotcha. band or something. Yeah. So so this makes sense. It does. That, that's kind of cool. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> uh, Aaron, mm. what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week is your new favorite Swancore band, Ooh. Cat Company, oh. and their song, Sad Dance. Oh, It's what you want. It's Swancore. They play with all your favorite Swancore bands. Uh, their name is Cat Company. <laughs> That's it's what a, everyone a, had during the pandemic. Yeah, it leads a little more into the upbeat funk direction. So, sorry, is it more Swancore or more Bill Murray core? Oh, it's more Swancore. Okay. It's not me. It's not just the name. Nothing. Nothing's gives as me good. Bill Murray. No, but it's yeah. No, it's sometimes you it's invent like, an entire genre. They're singing. I don't know. I heard like half a song the other day, and it's just been in my head. Oh, and I, I, I don't that's know. a good sign. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. I have nothing else to add to this, but I I want to yeah. learn more. So, Sad Dance by Cat Company. Oh, very cool. All right. Fantastic picks, gentlemen. Um, let's go with Aaron's. Aaron, what was yours again? Cat Company's own Sad Dance. Sick. Because, I mean, we're all also... How have we not done a Swan Core band? Well, yet? now we have. Well, no. How have we not done an episode on a Swan Core band? There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think you can do. I think one. you just do Will Swan. I think yeah, you I think just oh, do Swan Core. Yeah. Here's the thing: if you pick just Dance Gavin Dance, that's a lot less than Will Swan. Yes, that's why I think you just you pick and choose. You do you do. Mm. I think you do your research on the Swan Core, or you yeah. do the Will Swan, and you you more just track his life and his big hits. <laughs> yeah, I think is what you do. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, because he's got Our, just too much going on. Well, that's an episode coming up at some point, but. Uh, all right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in once again for the return of the Soundproof Podcast. Uh, if you liked what you heard or you want to support your boys, uh, you can follow us on the Instagram or a Facebook um, 
or you know give us a nice little review on uh spotify or apple music or whatever streaming service you are listening to this stuff on (laughs) (laughs) kind of felt like you just went through something i went through an emotion okay yeah 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 um you know uh, let me leave you with this okay Here's a quote by Shia LaBeouf (laughs) that he almost certainly didn't say. Nobody knew I was getting a new car until I pulled upon them. Yes, that. Nobody knew I got another job until they saw my work badge. Nobody knew I was moving until I got my keys. Moral of the story? Move in silence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, <laughs> where did you find that? I found this Facebook page for like it's like rise and grind, but like foreign people making them. Great. So they just find celebrity pictures and then say insane shit. So like there's this one with Jason Statham, and the first line is easy to spot a red car when you are always thinking of a red car. Oh, love it. I just love that. <laughs> no one knows I'm moving. Until I have my keys. <laughs> yes. Like, That's no my, one Who not, looks at your fucking keys? Do the people whose house you live in know? Yeah. And, it, and the first line is, yeah, until I pulled upon them. Like, yeah. like anyways, I thought Eric was going to go pay <laughs> us at alangstrat at gmail.com. Oh, feeling you should so. do that. Oh, well, yes, you should always do that. Always now more send, than ever. Uh, yes. But somehow Shia LaBeouf fucking said that. So. Well, Shia LaBeouf also said... <laughs> Send all of your money to alangstrat at gmail.com. Or, in silence. Yes. <laughs> in silence. Here, here's the other alternative, okay? I understand some people don't like to e-transfer. Here's what you do. You take that email address, alangstrat at gmail.com. You email alangstrat at gmail.com, and you say, hey, what's your address? And he'll say, this is the address. And you can send him cash through the mail, the most secure way to transfer funds, Okay. And it'll still get to him all the same. The bank won't know. The bank won't know. <laughs> Keep the goddamn banks out of this. This is between you and Aaron, okay? <laughs> all right. Oh, the my recording. God. Thank you all so it's over. much. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Just start. I did. Oh, fuck me. So Aaron cut me off, but thank you all so much for tuning in for another episode of the Soundproof Podcast. And we will be back soon with another episode. Until next time, this is... Soundproof! (laughs) It's over. Cat Company! (laughs) Sad dance. Cat Company! I want to...